What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Tell Me Something podcast. Don't forget to go and subscribe to the podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom and give us a five-star review if you're enjoying the show. On this episode, we have a very special guest, an old friend of mine. We grew up together since the seventh grade. Now he's out doing big things for the city of El Paso. He is the chief of photography for the El Paso Herald Post. He runs his own business. Uh, it's called Photos by Ace. And if you're ever in El Paso and you want some amazing photos, you need to hit this guy up because his work is definitely amazing. We take a little trip down memory lane, uh, bullshit a little bit. We just had a blast. Uh, it was such a fun time doing this. And I'll have to admit, this has probably been my favorite podcast to date. Uh, just because it brought back so many good memories. Um, but anyway, everybody, welcome to the show, Andy Ace Acosta. Tell me something podcast. Tell me something podcast. Tell me something podcast. Tell me something podcast. Two, three. It's the Tell Me Something Podcast. <laughs> the what? Like like a football uh, announcer's in ten, the twenty, and he scores. <laughs> Uh, dude, I definitely check it out. Got you a pen. Dang, I'm gonna get you guys. I'm you you I'm can have two pens. Sweet. I'm gonna have to send you guys some stuff. You have to give me your address. And I don't know if you have a bulletin board or anything, but something just like to remember us. Sweet, I do. I'll show you my my little office. Excuse the mess. <laughs> this is cool. Who took the photo? She me. did. On an iPhone in New York subway. Yeah. New York's crazy. Went there last year for a preseason game. Oh, yeah? Well, no, it was Packers-Ravens. Um, okay. But we we went early and uh, woke up early and went to New uh, Philly and then to New York, which was crazy. Oh, shit. It's like a – it's something you do, but you don't want to do all the time. It was too much. Well, we did it. Well, we we uh, – I don't know if you want to talk about it on the podcast, but no. Yeah, we can. Oh, okay. This, this is open to anything. You're new. recording? Yeah, I always hit the button as soon as we oh, we uh, we put the headphones on All and right, just now start it out, start it out. Yeah, you gonna do your thing and then we'll just get into it. Okay, yeah. As usually the introduction like ruins the flow at the beginning and then we get back into it. <laughs> but uh, welcome everybody to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host Cruz Robbie Villanueva. Have my beautiful co-host here, Holly Villanueva. Hi. What's up, babes? Well, you know. <laughs> and then we have a special guest here today with us. The one and only, the awesome Andy Ace Acosta. Amigos, how are you? What is up, man? It's crazy. Time is time is flying. Yeah, right? it is. It, it is. It is. Dude, we've been here an hour, hour and a half, and it feels that's just it's flying by. It's flying. Yeah. It's, it, it's but it's good though. It's good to see you. I mean, it's it's been so long. Um, it has been. God, what is it? You said let's see, what two two thousand nine? So eleven years. 11 yeah. years and 11 I'm still years. single 11 years afterwards still single but my love for tacos will never die that's <laughs> what I gotta say that's buddy. right so we just did your podcast that's right and Taco Tuesdays with Ace Taco Tuesdays with Ace where we actually eat tacos and these are bomb ass tacos freaking delicious right. man shout out to Tacos Don Cuco go ahead and hit, a, hit us up for uh, some sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on yeah there's your plugs that one's free right that one's free first one's free first one's free yeah no but they are some bomb ass tacos and uh, thanks for hooking us up with that no, man no problem thank you guys for coming I mean it's uh, 
I know your time's always valuable, especially when you're back in back in the in the good old EP Texas. Yeah. And so everybody's always trying to like, hey, come visit us, come over here, and you only have so much time in the day to drive all the way wherever to visit that person, this person. It's like you just you just can't get to everybody. Especially, I mean, El Paso's big, but I mean, it's 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 really good size. I mean, we, I don't know, I've been here for, I don't know, twenty plus years now, yeah. and it's it's, you know, driving in any other city. You know, it's, you're probably going through like four different cities, and now we're still going from Socorro to freaking the West Side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that's it's crazy to me, and this I didn't know this until after I left El Paso. But when people think about El Paso, they think it's a small town near the border at the end of Texas. Yeah, that's all. That's all they think, and also they don't know that the border is like right on El Paso. Oh, they think people are just running. Running across freely, like oh, the, yeah. the, the the people are just crossing the border like nothing. Like, nah. So I will say those were my thoughts before I came here for the first time. Um, I didn't know it was a big city, and I don't know. This is gonna make me sound very like uncultured, but um, I just imagine there being like the United States, and then this big like vast space before Mexico started. <laughs> like in the maps, right there, where yeah. it says yeah. the United States. And he's like, he's like, no, like just right there that house that one's in mexico and i was like what the hell yeah, we, were dri- <laughs> we were driving on i-10 in front of utip and i was like that's mexico right there like those houses i was freaking out that's what is no no over there by socorro like going in the san eli area literally some person's land how they draw the borders yeah. half your yards to um in the in the states and the other ones in mexico yeah i think one lady was like contesting that like you ain't building no damn uh, fence i need to go <laughs> go on my land yeah. dude we had some neighbors in san antonio and uh they used to live in san Eli, mm-hmm. and they they would tell us yeah all the time they would have illegals like running through their yard or like hiding in their shed and then at night they take off and go wherever it is they're going to build their life it's like it was a common occurrence. Well, it still happens. Just shout out to Adrian from uh, Del Hero for Mamega. His shop's right there in Socorro by my old house. And that motherfucker needs to get it on the podcast. Right, Adrian, <laughs> shout out, Mister EP Omega. That nah, he, he will. It's uh, but he was telling me stories too because like there's people you know jumping in the back of the trucks. Yeah. You know, you, like like anything, people are just trying to try to be better. But yeah. there's there's those bad apples as well. So. Yeah, you're gonna have your bad people coming across, man. But I, I'm all for people getting over here legally. <laughs> Probably yeah. not uh, the politically correct thing to say, but I mean, I wouldn't be over here if it wasn't for that. <laughs> right. Our so. Shout out! Shout out to our ancestors for making the making the trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight, man. I yeah. just so <laughs> as someone who's not Hispanic and didn't grow up here, um, it's. I kind of feel the same way about it as I do about adoption. Like, everyone's so against it. But when you see all the red tape that you have to cross through just to, like, they're like, just get over here legally. And it's like, it's virtually fucking impossible to get over here legally. And it's expensive. Yes. Like, (laughs) I'm coming there to make money so I can be better. And I have no money. So how do you want me to get through all these hoops to get there legally? Um, And and not, not just that. There's a lot of shady people on this side that take these folks hard i mean these guys are putting everything on the line and they're on the states and they yeah you all pay us this pay us this and then can't can't find them and what what are the people on that side going to do hey he stole from me and whatever they'll be like yeah yeah and and that's the that's the scary thing too what what a lot of these folks risk to yeah. to come out here and we just happen to be blessed to be born on this side yeah because it could have been different we could have been well, i mean my there. mom and my grandma did 
they uh, they reached their goal of uh, provided a better life for their families because that's exactly what happened. I don't know the entire story, but my grandma made it over here with my mom. Shout out to your mom. Shout yeah. out to your mom. I haven't seen her in a while. All right. Yeah. I miss them at, at the games, you know, cheering, yelling like crazy. She was the loudest one, man. Yeah, my mom was right there with the yeah. Right, and Jay's mom too with the with the the bell, ding 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 yeah. ding ding. I miss uh, the dinners before the game at, at Jay's house. Ah yes, yeah, shout out Mama to Mama Jay. Jay. Yeah. Mama Jay, oh, yes, and the we did a lot of stuff at that house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dinners before football games weren't the only thing. Dad, remember uh, Temo Iteco, the breakfast uh, yeah. in the mornings right there? Shout yeah. out to Teca. I haven't seen him in years, but those are good times. High yeah. school. It, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I haven't seen you in 11 years, and there's people I haven't seen in pro- the same amount of time, even longer. But you get together, and it's like, didn't skip a beat. Didn't, didn't skip a beat. Yeah. And, and, and it's cool to see where everybody's grown. Yeah. I mean, we all have had our challenges, our ups and downs, our, our, our goods and, and bads, but it's good to see what, what people are doing. Yeah. And, you know, there's been some sad stuff, obviously, you know, with some passings, but any ch- opportunity we get to see one another, it's 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 always a blessing. Yeah. In my eyes. You know, yeah. some people will be like, ah, screw that dude. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it is good. Like I said, it's 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 cool to see you back in, the, in town. Yeah. I mean, and a new podcast. But your lovely wife. That is so cool. Yeah, man. Teamwork. All right. We are doing it. The personification yeah. of teamwork is, is right in front of my face. Y'all can't <laughs> see, but I'm seeing it. And and, and, and and they drink monsters, folks. I don't know if they've monsters. promote that on the thing, but they drink a lot of monsters. I'm okay. telling you, man, I'm trying to get monsters to sponsor this. But monsters with tacos, folks. That's yeah. a it's a crazy it's crazy. Have you never had a monster? I did and it made me feel like crap. Yeah, I'm sorry, monster, but you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know I'm not a you know people. You need that to get the energy because in the bar business, um, a lot of people. Oh no, we need that. No, that really didn't do it for me. Probably because yeah. I'd be drinking these lovely 23 lovely flavors. Shout out to Dr Pepper, but yeah. and eating all those sweets. So I'm, I'm used to the sugar high, but it Powerade was the thing for me. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights, but drink that Mountain Berry thing, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> But then, but then again, remember we drank water out of a, you know, PVC pipe that had drilled holes. Yeah, know. we drank water from anywhere, and, and the water didn't even get it to us. Oh shit, all, that's right. It was it was a first drink. Remember that? In, in football practice. In football practice, y'all got three minutes to go get water. So here's 25, 40 of us, two little poles. They drill little holes. We're in our shoulder pads, looking like transformers, you know, <laughs> trying to trying trying to get the water. Little 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 holes going on that. But I forgot about it, it, that. And it's just hitting us right on our chest. You know, we go back and. and and they're tiny holes. Tiny, little, little <laughs> tiny holes. Little, little itty-bitty. And then you, you don't get no water. And the linemen yeah. try to move you out of the way. And then it's all over your chest. And, all right, we're doing drills, up-downs. And yeah. then, boom, you got all the dirt. You know, but <laughs> Socorro's changed. They got turf. They got baseball, the st- baseball stadiums they getting renovated. State-of-the-art uh, training facility. Yeah, the, 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 it's, it's, it's right there. And, uh, they're moving up in the world. Yeah, they got a, we, we just need the record to reflect that. Dude, they are oh, – feel so bad to say it but i think I had this conversation with coach forbes i think they haven't won a game in four years i saw that somewhere so i'm gonna put this out there i, I gotta give a call to uh since we can't do beer obviously because it's a high school but maybe to jaritos and we're gonna do the same thing that bud light and budweiser did for the browns yeah all right let's get a big old cooler and lock up some you know some jaritos or fantas or whatever in there and when Socorro wins, we can break the chain. <laughs> <laughs> right, shout out to Tipton. I know Tipton can help me doing that. You know, because 
It's tough, you know, covering these sports games, you yeah. know, for people that don't know, uh, um, I'm the chief photographer for the El Paso Herald Post, so I get to capture all the sports and events and all that. But it's tough when you go to He's these. He's kind of a big deal. No, I'm not. You know, <laughs> uh, 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 what is it? Uh, That's a big I'm, deal. I'm a big person, I'm a, but I lost some weight. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but just going to those games and. It's like, come on, guys, you can do it. And nope, we lost again. We're like, Ugh. yeah, it sucks, man. I, uh, it sucks that they're still having those issues because I remember when we went, mm-hmm. when we were freshmen, mm-hmm. Socorro was winning everything. I mean, that was, and uh, we were fucking excited to go play. And then Carson left. And then Carson left. And all the tradition, all the work ethic, everything just left with him. It and, was it and, was amazing. And, and I get what Richie was trying to do. You know, he wants to bring in his stuff. Just his approach was just so bad. Yeah. Um, and I actually had that conversation with uh, with Rudy Salcido. You know, this is how we're getting old. I photographed his son's senior pictures. <laughs> him and Brenda. And we know we're talking about that, you yeah. know. The decisions, how he did it. I, I understand any coach, when you go into a new facility, you want to install your values. Yeah. But there's got to be a better, I guess, tender way to transition yeah. without alienating your team. Because that's your new team. But um, remember, he was we thought he was going to be the quarterback. And then, oh, no, you're going to go play linebacker. And Rose going to go be the quarterback. And we're like. So that's that's what got oh. me about his coaching style. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a proven winner. He came from, uh, from, from Isleta. And, and he was winning over there. Mm-hmm. But the mismanagement of his players, is where it, that was his downfall. Exactly. And that was – year in and year out that we were there so mm-hmm. three years that we were there under under him it was just he was putting players in the wrong places and then it was us too you know we we uh slacked not slacked it but we could have done things better and i think we let the pride factor of like oh well, why is he doing this instead of hey we better shut up and let's fucking do this we're on the field hey you know you know what i say i did it because mm-hmm. Like, at heart, I'm a fucking running back, man. Mm-hmm. But going into our senior year, I had already proven myself. Mm-hmm. And where they stick me? Tight end. They're like, hey, that. you're strong. Uh, you're pretty fast. You can catch. We don't have a tight end. We're going to put you a tight end. Mm-hmm. I was like, what about running the ball? They're like, we need you a tight end. I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Right. And I did it for a few games until all the other running backs got hurt, and then they finally put me in. But, like you said, you made the most of each opportunity. And, uh, yep. And I, yeah. I got to find that video, too. I don't know where I thought I had it at my brother's. But we got whoever has that video, you know, yeah. please send it. We can, you know, transfer it to the new digital yeah. age because see us young bucks. Yeah. And when we thought we were fat and we were actually skinny. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then when we look in the yeah. mirror now, we're like, damn, okay. Uh, I guess I really wasn't that fat back then. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, man. It, the struggle is real when you get older. And exactly. uh, what do you mean I can't eat two double meat burgers? And 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 I mean we used to. I remember we used to go to Burger King right there and just crush on food. Too. But, we, but we burned that stuff off yeah. in practice. I mean. But then when we graduated and we're still eating that, crushing that food, but we ain't working out. We're like, hmm, these pants are getting a little tighter. <laughs> right here. What's going on here? you mean i don't fit in a size 34 36 anymore <laughs> yeah it's rough man <laughs> it's a rough life I, I started feeling um like feeling at the most exactly at 30 man as soon as i turned 30 you know everybody says that ah, when you turn 30 that's where it starts going downhill i felt it right at 30 and it might have been just a mind fuck or something but i was like oh everything hurts i, I can't lift what i used to I, I can't run anymore when they say exercise i think they're saying extra fries that's, that's, <laughs> that's where i'm going no but you know you said 30 i think mine i came to that realization this year yeah i was looking at photos 
say back in 2012 and i was like damn i was big pun and y'all didn't like smack some sense into me and they're like <laughs> no we tried to but i was like well damn but now it's it's crazy you know i've, I've lost some good amount of weight now and obviously because the photo business we're walking up and down and yeah. not as much since sports has been on hold but um are you doing anything else for uh workout or exercise uh not really you know i don't eat late as much as i used to um and that's a big part of it it, it is well and then for me since single no kids i really don't cook at home yeah i mean if i do it's you know george foreman grill throw some uh, hot dogs on that <laughs> slice <laughs> up in the middle maybe some hamburgers and those, those frozen chickens but i really didn't so it was always eating out so yeah. say you get them uh, when i had my other day job you know you get the burritos in the morning and you get a lunch and then you get a dinner um, but all fast food, and then for me, I'll still do shoots after work. You know, yeah. the photog life is 24/7, and so when you finish, say it's 10, 11 o'clock, you, know, you get hungry. You know, you're gonna edit, so there you go, eating again. <laughs> yeah. And so financially, it was killer, right? Yeah. Um, and then you know, you just pack up on that all those weights, and you're like, oh shit, dude. what you mean? Uh, I think I was weighing close to 290. Oh yeah, shit, I really? Like, I was a big, I was a big boy. A big yeah. boy, and then uh, now I'm down to 227. And so. you're, dude, yeah, that yeah. is a big, big, big change. Oh, big pun, big pun. Let me see if I can pull up that that photo. But and yeah. you're 5'11", 5'10"? 5'11", 5'11". But like I said, it's not eating out as much. I mean, I still, I'll still eat my water burger and stuff like that. Uh, you can't ever quit water burger, man. <laughs> dude, you should have seen how bad I was missing water burger when I moved to Vegas. Yeah, our, we, no, our, we couldn't even come to Texas. It was like the first stop always. I'm like, don't you want to see your family? He's like, no, Whataburger. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I love Whataburger, right? I love Whataburger, but I also really like In-N-Out. And I know there's the whole, you know, fuck In-N-Out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I go, but they're two separate things. In-N-Out has a separate menu. There's only three things you can order. <laughs> Whataburger, you can put damn near anything on that mm-hmm. damn burger. You want the green chili? You want mayo? You want... You know, mama's onions, <laughs> you, 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 all that shit. Look, look, show you this photo. You guys can't see, but look at me in 2012. Right? That's a big pun. That's right you. There. That that's me in the black. Like you're almost unrecognizable, man. Yeah, man. And I thought, Mister, I was a cool guy. I mean, I won a uh, products uh, service of the year, but yeah. I, crazy, right? I mean, dude, that, that is that, nuts. Yeah. Big pun right there, you know. But like I said, if I could just like my friend uh, Jorge is always getting mad at me because I'm always drinking soda. But at least that or I don't do beer, you know, yeah. I never really you knew, knew me. We did our <coughs> freshman year of high school. But after that, I didn't really do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't drink. It's I remember that, man. I remember freshman no. year. I like all. I, I, I remember t- the party I, that I, you I, quit it. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> done. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm done. And like I said, shout out to my mom because she gave us a lot of uh, trust, um, especially at that time. when We're. Doing God, we did some stupid stuff. That freshman year was bananas. It was, it was bananas, and then you know, shout out for her for still just trusting. But after looking at those pictures, man, and I saw the way I looked, and I was like, and she, you can tell she was like nervous, like okay, but you know, I trust him. And I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm personally, I'm not gonna do it. So yeah. I, I, and I really didn't like the taste of beer, uh, anyways. So um, I stopped. But then I became the designated driver. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else just, oh, we got a designated driver. And they <laughs> tore it up. That's but that what, turned what. into, you were pretty much like a taxi man. I was a taxi, the mafia van. Yeah, the, the damn mafia, mafia van. van right? Because it wasn't just parties. It was 
during school, before school, <laughs> after school. I, I always remember <laughs> this. I think it was, I don't know if it was JJ or if it was Rudy was telling me. Because usually people get cars when they're junior year, yep. senior year in high school. Oh, no. I, I, my mom, you know, I hate putting her out like that. She let me drive towards the end of eighth grade. Right. No, <laughs> you were driving before that. And <laughs> I know this because remember I was just thinking morning. about this the other day. <laughs> Uh, we were driving up to school, and it had to be seventh grade because it was right. No, it was eighth grade. It was eighth grade. Are you sure? Yeah, it was eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Because I remember pulling up to the school. Uh, my dad dropped me off, and <laughs> and then you hopped out the driver's side, <laughs> and your mom like hopped in, and my dad Jimmy, he was like, "Mira, pinche Andy, he's driving." <laughs> I was driving. No, I was driving in eighth grade, but my mom let me take the van towards the end, uh, to to school, and I. Well, it was those Dodge Caravans. It looked like a family van yeah. or whatever. So I'll park in the teacher's thing, and I forgot. I forgot. He was. A, I think he was a softball coach. He was following me, and I walked as fast as I could into the cafeteria because we always used to chill in the yeah. cafeteria. I put my head down in the jacket. I told everybody, just cover me. And I guess he was looking for me and shit, like, yeah. you know, because I'm parking with the teachers. This is eighth grade, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, all right, cool. But, yeah, going back to that story, usually people get their cars junior year, senior year. Yeah. I, and we had our, the, we had, my mom had the van, so we're driving freshman year. So going to lunch, like, let's go to McDonald's. Cool. We have eight <laughs> of us into the van. Mm-hmm. And people are like, how the hell did you guys get here? Uh, uh, Andy uh, brought us here. And they're like, what? Going to the games, we decked it out with the, you know, the, the shoe paint on the windows. <laughs> yeah. And going to, I think, our eighth grade end of year party at uh, Eric's house. Yeah. And we rolled up in the van. <laughs> you know. Like I said, so I, I, you know, I was a designated driver. And my friends... They kept drinking, and it was a good thing and I guess a bad thing because, oh, you're going with Andy? Okay, cool. That's fine. And these guys would just get tore up. But it was a lot of, all right, let's go to Whataburger, sober up, you know. it's (laughs) That Whataburger on Horizon, (laughs) They're they're champs, so I'll give them this. You know, when people are barely starting to drink junior and senior year and they have a couple beers and they're buzzed, my my friends and crew, they (laughs) each had their own 20-pack. Literally, next to them. Dude, I tell people this. And they're like, nah, nah. They don't believe me. I tell people, it's like, we've been drinking since middle school. They're like, when did you first get drunk? I was like, ah. It was a quinceañera. I was probably 12. They're like, what? Nah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. My mom had some land out there uh, deep in Fabens, and it was all-nighters out there. But like I said, so there, it was a good thing and a bad thing, but... You know, by the time senior year came, these dudes were vets. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all Socorro. I mean, just just straight up. Other people are like, oh, I drunk off of two beers. Like, and the parties we threw. But, oof. Yeah. Thank God. Like I said, I I, I feel bad a little bit because, you know, my mom trusted me on that stuff. And luckily, nothing happened. You know, our parties never got raided. Um, She didn't get in trouble because I I look back now. Damn, she could have really got in freaking trouble. You mean you got a party with all these high schoolers getting hammered at your place? Mm-hmm. You know, but that was back then. You know, we're changed now. We're all gr- grown folks now, <laughs> right? Let's, let's not bring up that. That, but yeah. So, how did you go from not drinking at all to managing a bar? I, that I think that's what made made it a lot easier for the bar owner. Now, going to how I got in the bar business, uh, Albert Wattis was in uh, yeah, a good friend of ours. He was in the bar business, and he's like, I was needing a job. He's like. Why don't you come work in the bar? I was like, I don't drink. I don't know how to make drinks. He's like, I'll show you. He's all. Like, it's easy. Just get with the you know the format. So I was working behind the bar, setting it up, um, learning how everything will work. Uh, so it was a nightclub. So we had we're Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're you know the only times we're open, um, and you see how 
it's designed and the the process and everything you need to learn that it's like i i picture it like a nascar race car right you got the driver in the car and then you got the crew the crew and you got to maintain this vehicle to to run it it's optimum you know peak performance and that's what the bar was you know we had the two bartenders uh set up things you know in a certain way to make it easier so we can crank out drinks and make sure everything's all there so you learn that system and started uh, you know getting deep into it they're like well why don't you come we need to start counting the beer and doing inventory you guys can make some extra money come start counting on wednesday so we started doing that and learning how how they will talk to the the vendors and the, the promoters for the concerts and the artists and just absorbing all that stuff and um learning you got to master your craft somehow and you see how it's done and and i took all that in and worked my way up and still learning how to do drinks i didn't want to be a bartender because i mean it wasn't for you know like i didn't want the title i care less about a title um just make sure we get paid (laughs) (laughs) and our bartenders did they're they're very good looking because obviously in that industry you do but they knew their drinks and i had their stuff set up so they can you know you know function fast and that that's the key people at that it's probably two hours of just game time and you know being put in that challenge you got to make sure you're ready because if if they're getting held up you ain't making money like we're there to make some money in that literally two hour period so you just try to master your craft as good as you can and especially once people start drinking and that's hostile. well no and then ours were good because i mean the girls were good they're good looking but it was fast i had the bud lights was the main seller obviously so we had a slim trash can filled up each one had it right there so the time it would take for them to usually go turn, take a couple steps to the cooler, reach down to get that, it was right there to the side. So they could just pop. There you go. Next. All right, get your drinks. The backup bottles are already popped, ready to go. So when that runs out, they just put it aside. I grab that. They turn and get that. So it's just a straight, you know, system. And and fortunately enough, you know, we we made some money and and got to learn how to talk to people, um, how to read people, because um, that's a big thing. Uh, uh, as we're talking about. Um, on my show about how you said you're nervous uh, talking with people and all that working in that bar industry you learned how to read people and, and get that confidence to speak to somebody yeah um, and how you talk to somebody whether they be the janitor or whether it be the main artist or the, the promoter um, you, you see how you, you handle yourself on that and the one thing I learned is you treat everybody with respect regardless of what their title is on that and it will get you a long way because if you go in thinking that you're the shit and nobody likes that guy. no it doesn't no not just that but when you try to when two alphas come in right and the other alpha is a uh, a better alpha <laughs> right yeah it, it's you'll be put in your place quick yeah i remember <laughs> this one dude because um, what band was it i want to say it was 30 seconds to mars right so they're playing at, at the club 101 they're from here, right? No. Uh, Jared Leto was uh, the Joker in the Suicide Squad. Oh. All right. And, uh, but he has his band as well. So they're performing there. So we're outside talking to the, the tour manager, short, you know, chubby guy. Um, and it's the owner and a couple of security. And this guy comes out. And he's like, yeah, um, I have an interview with uh, Jared Leto. I need to sp- speak to him now. And he's all. Uh, no you don't and the guy's like well who are you i have an interview i need to speak to him now he's all well first and foremost i'm the tour manager and i don't have him scheduled for any interview so you need to get your ass all out and dude's like oh well uh, uh. he's like no now you need well uh. he's like i'm the limit that you get for trying to think <laughs> that you are just because you didn't think that this dude was the main dude he's the one that sits yeah. on but you think that uh, uh. 
It's like, man, you can try to throw your weight, but you need to know the game. But, yeah. But the, yeah, the, you never know who you're talking to, man. You never know, but that, that's why it's very important to that first impression is key, regardless of the situation. Um, you, just the first impression is always good. Yeah. Um, especially because you never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the bar business, you know, people like to vent, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they do on those slow nights, you know, they'll be venting. And, and if you're a jerk, you know, oh, well, this dude's not making giving me that much money. But if you're still even just genuine with them, it, it pays off. And on those other nights when it's really slow, you might get somebody that tips a lot. But I always thought it was like, you know, good karma. Yeah. You know, because because you don't want to you don't want to be an ass. I mean, it's, and it's so easy to be an ass. Um, but yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's the rewards greater when you're not. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, that's how I grew up in the bar business. So I'll, it was good because the guys trusted me because they knew I wasn't going to drink their stuff. Yeah. Right. And it made me a good manager because all right, let's let's get this. Let's make some money. Let's be efficient. Um, maybe some of the bar staff didn't like it as well because they're like, "Well, we want to drink. We can go drink over at the other bar. We can go work. <laughs> you can go work at the other bar. Well, we don't make that much money." Exactly. So I how does how does it work with bartenders when people buy them drinks? So I've like seen all the like tricks on YouTube or Coyote Ugly or whatever, but how do they really do it when people are buying them drinks throughout the night? Yeah, well, that's that's that that goes on your management. What's your policy? Do you mm-hmm. let your staff drink or not? Right. And our policy was no. Um, Which sounds like a good policy. It <laughs> is, but you know, because this and, and I and I've heard a lot of the excuses like, well, it's the environment and everybody's doing it. It's like, all right, if I'm an insurance agent, can you go to work drinking? Uh, no. Why can't you do it here? I go, you can barely count sober, you know, to, to balance your register till. Imagine you drinking. We've seen you party at other spots, right? We don't need that. And I go, for security reasons or just to protect you, if you're running somebody, you have a, you start a tab with somebody's credit card. We always ask, you know, ID when you start the tab because, you know, people say, oh, well, my credit card was stolen. and That wasn't my drinks. So really, they stole your credit card with your driver's license, you know, and started a tab, you know, so to protect one the bartender and the bar that's why we said you know no no drinking because you're sober so they the the client can't use that excuse oh well the bartender's drinking she put the wrong drinks on my tab no yeah. our staff is not allowed to drink so that that's one reason why we don't do it and then second um it's uh like i said you can't you can't you can barely count sober like literally even yeah. on a good day sometimes you mess up i mean it's human error but to do that while you're drinking mm-hmm. now is there a way to hook people up while you're doing it? Yes. Right. But a lot of people think, oh, look, they're giving me a lot of tips. All right. I'm going to, you know, pour more. Well, yeah, you can only do that for so long until the bar's like, all right, I went through 15 bottles of Jaeger this week. But looking at the sales, I only sold like three. What's mm. going on? Yikes. Sorry. So you go and you, you do a little sting. You're like, all right, let's see how much we're going to set up the bottles. These uh, exact thing. See at the end of the night. Bring up the sales because the systems now are even more detailed now. You know, you enter, you know, Jaeger or tequila or this bot brand. If it's a drink combination that you do, you just hit manual, put a name, and we can ask you at the end what goes in your drink so we can kind of calculate that. So these people won't. Um, I remember when I switched to the bar in Cincinnati, um, they are going through a shitload of Jaeger. A lot. And he's on. Oh, it's because our nights and everything. I was like, dude. I told Albert because Albert was a uh, uh, running that. I was like, dude, you're going through more Jaeger than we go through two weeks in one night. And we're looking at your sales. It don't add up. Um, so we did that a little operation. 
the one girl rang up one bottle in sales with everything, but she went through four. Damn. Damn. Look at her tip jar. Tip jar is really, really, really full. Yeah. Right? And at that time, they were letting them count their own till. What the bank deposit showed, that's the money that, okay, good. And then they kept whatever was left. So now I was like, no, no it's too much. It's too many loopholes in that. So we're counting the till at the end of the night. Ooh, their jaws dropped. What do you mean? No, I count my till. No, no. We're management. We're counting the till. We're going to see that. And then, man, these girls had an extra $200 um, in the till. How so they they're ordering drinks and paying for them, but they're not ringing them up? Exactly. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, but there's a, way to, there's a way to hook people up, and I don't want to put the bar owners out there, but oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, say Robbie is ordering same Jack and Coke every time not tipping at all no say it's three bucks is the shot I don't know what it is nowadays three bucks you're ordering the same thing alright but every once in a while you give a dollar give a dollar give a dollar alright he's still no he's need my change or whatever you're like you're, you're doing really good cool I'm gonna short him a little bit on his next shot cause he's he's not you're not tipping me at all and that extra shortage I'm putting extra in yours right so it's still balancing out because you're still ringing up the same amount of shots but just how you're you know distributing that's what they that. get that's karma right but yeah and then exactly <laughs> but I mean but if for certain ones you don't do it all the time but yeah. but that's how you do it to all right take care of the people that are better that are tipping you and the other ones yeah. like, hey this thing's weak it doesn't taste no man it's probably the soda it's too strong whatever (laughs) 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 but that's how you do it and that's how you you know develop that and they'll be like oh it's great thank you and then they give you some more tips but but yeah the nightclub business was a very good uh uh, learning experience i I really um credit that to helping me grow as an individual on how to uh, conduct myself and talk to businesses whether it be the ceos or you know the janitors or the regular you know workers on the side because it really really taught you how to to do that and be comfortable in yourself on you know doing that because you know it's business you got to be if you're trying to get you know business like that you got to be confident in what you're saying yeah um and people they can read you body language is key yeah if you're nervous i guess you're nervous you know but if you're confident even if you don't know what you're doing but you have that confidence that you think that you sound like you do that gets you through the door yeah. You know, instead of being like, oh, uh, well, I think, can I? It's like me asking for a photo shoot. Uh, you think we can take some photos? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you that. How did you go from, like, the drastic change of managing a bar to being a photographer? Well, before that, it went from going to the bar to working in the plumbing and heating and cooling industry. Oh, my. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, uh, for a while, just up until this year, I was doing both. So I was working. I was uh, my last position. I was operation manager for a plumbing and heating cooling company, like a Lowell's or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my brother got it, got me into it because the bar business can be so, uh, I guess, inconsistent or it can change in a in a in a, in a very unstable. Well, yeah, because say somebody gets uh, you, the company lose their license and and whatnot, and then for me, um, we made good money, but. I was always still, you know, nervous because people are they're drinking. And we always told our staff, it's not worth the extra dollar or the sale if the person's talk if they're drunk. You know, it's not worth it because what if they get in an accident? Yeah. Right? Here in Texas, if TABC really wanted to, they can go and say, all right, where are you drinking at? Oh, they see the receipts? All right, cool. Let's go to the bar. Who is your bartender? 
Alright. It was him. Cool. They'll go over there and they'll arrest you on the spot. They can nail the person? Yeah. Because everybody has their own individual license. And you have to go through the course and it tells you, you know, make sure it tells you not to overserve, how to read the ID and all the laws. So you're responsible for your own license. The bar has their license to sell, but you still have your license to serve. Right? Has that happened at all? Like that any of the bars? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, um, that it's been a while, I think, since they've done that. But I've always thought, thought that. Like, how do you... How do you know when's the limit of, like, I'm not going to serve you anymore without them causing a whole scene? And well, even if they cause a scene, you have your bounces right there, yeah. right? Because a lot of people, the thing is, you might not have got them drunk, but if you served them that last drink and something happens, because a lot of people pregame, pre yeah. right? They're getting hammered before they even get there, right? Mm -hmm. Some bodies, some people can handle their alcohol or liquor better, right? You know, some person, he'd be on his 10th drink, but you can't even tell or phase it. He's not slurring his because it's all on the look at their eyes. Are they slurring their words? What's their posture like? You know, their legs can't get them. Jack and Coke and uh, <laughs> but what? And you're like, dude, no, you know, oh, I need. Let's say he's trying to order six drinks. You're like, nah, man, there's only two people with you. Yeah, you know, so you get that's what they teach you on how to you know do that. So you're responsible for that. Um, so that was always in the back of my head. You know, what if somebody got in a car accident and then we happen to be there when the the, the couple did get killed. You know, the dude that left from the bar after taking 10 shots and was hauling ass on Mesa. And a couple was walking across on the crosswalk. Oh, and the dude fuck. hit him and they, they flew in the air and he still tried to drive off, but he hit the pole. And luckily it was already close to, to closing hours and PD was already in the area. So they got him and, and now they, 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 well, they, they passed him. I mean, you're getting hit by a car going 60. I mean, that's just a matter of physics. I mean, it's so that thought always was, you know, are people are they going to make it home safe for one? Um, and then the, the, the job, you know, stability. So yeah. made the made the trip, uh, went to the plumbing industry, started from the bottom again, uh, which is good. Started making some consistent money. And at the, in the, at the club business, we had the point and shoot cameras and, you know, we had concerts and they took some photos there. But looking back from high school, we really don't have that many pictures. I know I don't. Yeah, I don't. We did a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Right? But don't. I mean, I can't even find my teen pictures from middle school. So if you still have them. I don't, them. man. I don't have any pictures, Maybe. bro. Mom? I bet your mom has them. Maybe. Maybe. Probably what if they do? So anybody that's listening, if you still yeah. got our 7th and 8th grade photos, I think I just have our 8th grade basketball photo, but I don't have our our team photos from football or nothing i know people went around and were taking snapshots every once in a while randomly especially uh, what media club or whatever yeah and that, that that too like you know the the yearbook and all that and I, i'm kind of afraid to see what comes out of those pictures man. <laughs> you know hey, but you, at, least you made, at least you made the yearbook right you yeah. know you're in there but um so looking back i we don't we did a lot of cool stuff and i didn't have anything you know to just whatever was in here um so when I was in the plumbing industry, finally making some consistent money, and all right, gonna buy me a digital camera. That some bitch was like seven hundred dollars <laughs> at the time or something. Did you research it at all, or you just a randomly? Bit, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, am I gonna go Canon or Nikon or whatever? Right, that's the big debate. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a big debate. But the best camera is the one you got on you now. Yeah. Realizing now, but I'm invested in Nikon. Um, that's my go-to, black and yellow. Uh, all my colleagues, a lot of her Canons and Sony's here, but y'all suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, so I, I, I made that jump and I started doing, you know, photos here. And 
always been a sports fan. I'm still a sports fan. Um, my brother was coaching Little League at the time um, with my nephew. So uh, one of my nephew's friends, when they were playing, the, the, group, the team was called the Tar Heels. Um, and one of the running backs was Isaac Washington. Cool kid, very fast. I mean, this dude is very fast. I mean, these guys won the Little Bowl. And uh, to the fact when Isaac was running track, he raced against Snoop Dogg's son and barely lost to him. No right? shit. So at this point, at, uh, um, at that time, he was already a junior in high school at America's, and he was coming off the MVP year. Okay? So I just got the camera, and uh, um, his little cousin, which is the team my brother was coaching, uh, they're like, why don't you come take some, some pictures? So I did. So I started shooting Little League there. And playing the game, you can anticipate what stuff's supposed to happen, yeah. what, what, what teams are going to do. So I was, you know, still learning. You know, I didn't have the top of the line of gear or whatever. I had the basic kit stuff, but just putting myself in positions and, and the, the people, like, the parents love the photos. So they're like, why don't you shoot uh, Isaac at high school? I was like, well, give me, give me a media pass, and I will. So luckily, Isaac's aunt um was the vice president of the booster club and isaac's mom was the, the secretary so they worked away and it was game one of the year uh, america's was scheduled to play in midland against midland high and they're like uh all right we worked out during the week they're like okay we got you um, um coach melton will have a, a credential for you because i go just give me the access on the field and, and and i'll shoot it you guys can have all the pictures you know just just give me access yeah so like, all right, go ahead. I was like, all right, I'll make the drive out there. You know, just make sure I'm going to have a credential. Like, no, no, coach, we'll have a credential for you. Oh, it's so at Midland? In Midland, right? Beautiful stadium um, out there, Midland. Communica- oh, of course. Ronde Communications, I think. Um, and so make the, what is it, four-hour drive out there in the morning. Um, walk into the stadium. Coach, cause never met coach before, right? But he's going because of his booster club. Right yeah. they, so they got the, got the pass, so on the field right this first time being on a field as a working member or whatever so they're doing their pregame stuff and it's just helmet you know pants and jersey so there's a shot and isaac at that time already had a tattoo in his forearm okay so i got a shot of him you know turning and his you know his tattoos there shoot the game it's middle of the day so lighting's perfect get some good shots um go home right take the trip start editing that night and uh I post one on Instagram, all right, of Isaac from that shot. Well, he shares it, and then it just blows up. All his teammates, hey, do you have photos of me? Hey, do you have this? Nice. Are you going to be at the next game? And then so it started, that uh, that momentum started. And I was shooting the Little League stuff, too. And then I was covering the stuff each each game. And, and, it, and it started to grow. Um, picked on new uh, – picked up new things to shoot uh there was a, my cousin was coaching a, a semi-pro team the, the raiders at the time um which switched to the armor and so i started shooting for them and then just learning learning the trade are, are they paying you at this time by then no no not, not at that time still doing that well i mean i mean i did some family shoots everybody first thing photographer you're a photographer hey can you shoot my wedding <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey can you shoot my and you're like dude like and and i get it i mean but I, so I did a couple. I mean, my niece, my brother's like, all right, you're going to shoot your niece's uh, uh, quinceanera. I'm like, Ugh. And the big reason I don't really like doing it, I mean, I, I still do it, but I don't like wearing pants. I'm a, sh- I'm a shorts guy. <laughs> yeah. I really, I mean, my legs are claustrophobic. I mean, they I, I remember this from high school. And people, people, people don't believe me. I go, I've always been freaking wearing shorts. Yeah. I go, literally, to the point, I think my mom didn't have the best style, but I remember me as a little kid, I had sweats, but they sewed shorts on top of them. For whatever reason, I don't know why they sold them like that, but they're gray sweats with blue shorts on top. They're already sewn on. 
go figure. But I'm always, <laughs> I'm always, I try to be relaxed. Like I said, my legs are claustrophobic. Um, but I never like dressing up, you know, because I start sweating and nah. But uh, <laughs> so going back to, it, I started uh, shooting, you know, the, the the pro team at that time, um, just learning, you know, taking on new things. I mean, didn't go to school for it for one. Um, still working the day job. Oh, because that's still got to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, and just, just learning, researching, seeing what other that's people do. That's the best education, um, man. It, it is. And, and especially for photography, because even if you have the best gear, it's still on how you compose a shot. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Say we're taking a picture of these tacos. We have the same camera, same lens. The lighting's the same. We're standing next to each other, side by side, same camera, same everything. Our shots are still going to be different. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Um every person's perspective and how how they how they uh they do it um so that was the biggest growing part so i'm shooting i'm shooting a good amount you know for high school shot a little bit for del valle um a couple games uh uh steven montes that's the era of him right there playing um and then um the general manager of the the semi-pro team uh chris babcock uh comes with me with a new opportunity they're relaunching the old paper, the El Paso Herald Post. Um, the paper had shut down in 1997. All right, so after all this time, this was back. What is it? Our five-year anniversary. So back 2015. This is all happening because I got the camera in 2009. So I was starting to shoot at that point. Um, so he, he approaches me with the opportunities. Like we're relaunching this this branding. Would you like to be uh, a photographer with it? So we can get you credentialed uh, for UTEP. And at that point, that was the first year um, the Chihuahuas were uh, in existence. And I was like, you get me on the field? I'm there. So boom, there it is. We're, we're I guess, a professional media photographer now. Yeah. Um, I think at that point when we launched, it was August. It was towards the end of the, the Chihuahuas' uh, first playoff run. So there I am, walking into Southwest Uni- University Park. Don't know anybody, right? Go in there, like, talk about being nervous, right? You're yeah. walking into the thing, and you got these guys. They got the, the huge lenses. And the shooting area where you shoot from in, in these things, they're not, it's not that big. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, see the first one? It's all like, no, nah, I'm going to go to the other side. Nobody Are you guys, like, throwing elbows, jacking for position? No, no. I mean, uh, we'll get to that right now. But it's just, it was just nervous. I don't know anybody. So like, nah, I'm going to go to that side of the visitor side. Right. Yeah. So shooting and, you know, like I said, I didn't have the best gear, but I was still able to get some good shots. Um, and UTEP season comes and we get credentials there. And now we're shooting football and um, they're traveling to different things. I was like, I want to go. Uh, I told my editor, let's, let's see if they'll let us go. I think. Uh, so you were officially hired by El the, Paso Herald Post. Post. So I'm shooting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a media photographer now. Right. And I was still shooting some of the high schools, I was shooting high school stuff. Just I wasn't being exclusive anymore for America's because I was part of their booster club. And now that I'm a working media. So now we're we're covering all type. We're going here. We're going there. Um, so as I start to meet the other media members, um, remember meeting uh, Armando Vela from El Diario, one of the first ones. Like he was like, who are you? <laughs> 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 and tell him. And, and so, you know, develop that friendship. And he's like, hey, are you going to cover this concert? And I was like, which concert? Oh, well, it's this one here. I was like, I want to. I, was like, I told my editor, sure, how we do it? And Mondo's like, here, well, here's the name of the, the contact at UTEP. Email him and see. And, oh, hi, I'm uh, uh, Andres with the El Paso Hero Post. And, you know, we're just started up online because that was the biggest thing. People, El Paso Hero Post doesn't exist. It's already been dead. It's like, yeah, we're an online version and whatnot. 
But, all right, so we started getting approved for shooting concerts. So when the concerts came, boom, we're there. You know, concert, concert photography, it's not uh, what people think. People think, oh, you get to go to the concert for free and <laughs> you get to take your photo. Yes, we, we do not pay to go in, but we get only to shoot usually just the first two or three songs. But we're waiting outside. They'll escort us in and they escort us out. Yeah. All right. But yeah, we get sometimes we get to shoot right from the front or we shoot from the back on the video board. But that's it. They literally after the three songs, they're asking you up back to the lobby area and you're waiting there till the next artist goes and then they'll ask. So there's no like backstage pass nope. and nothing like that. No, nah, that sucks. Nah. But it's it's cool. Like well, I mean, it's cool. You're. I mean, we're right. I mean, sometimes we are right freaking there. Yeah. Right? And and uh, just a little side story. I remember Elton John. Right. Great, El- Elton John's coming to perform. They're like, you're only going to get two songs, and everybody's like, ugh. Well, the first song's 15 minutes. I was about to say, his songs <laughs> are long as shit. Right, and we're, <laughs> like, we're like, all right, and they go, and you're going to be right in the front. Yeah. We're like, all right, and the second one, you're going to be off t- uh, to the side of the stage. We're like, all right, cool. And we get there, and he's all, don't worry, Elton, he, he works the cameras, don't worry, because he's, he's not going to move really from his piano. He's too old now. Yeah. He's going to be right there. He's all, but he'll, he'll play it. And, uh, I remember thinking, all right, he's always wearing glasses. I go, I want to try to get a shot of the keys reflecting off his glasses. Because you try to go in with the kind of game plan, but you don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. Like, literally, you don't know how the light is going to be, if there's going to be pyro, if there's going to be smoke, where you're going to be positioned. So you better learn on – that's one thing being a media photographer. You better learn how to adjust on the fly. Yeah. There's no, hey, can you uh, – wait and do this again you know no stop don't do that can you change the light nope yeah especially for sports it's not like hey uh i missed that catch can you <laughs> go and do that again you nothing's know it's gonna adjust for you <laughs> not, nothing at all and yeah. and it's um you learn on the fly and sure enough elton was there he goes turns and leans over and pa, 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 pa. like yes got that shit you know you see the, the final result you're like cool you know it, it's it's a blessing to have that opportunity to do that because you know a lot of people can't you yeah. don't get to get to experience that the people we get to see um but that was the transition going from working in the bar to selling toilets right yeah. and still did that f- until until this year and then you know um working in the media and going back to like what we, we talked about earlier just how you manage your time yeah. you know is it a lot of work yeah um can it be stressful at times yeah but I'm single with no kids, right? So what do I be doing at home? You know, <laughs> Playing Call of Duty, man. You know, I <laughs> ever since we, I became a manager um, in the plumbing business, I had sold my Xbox, and I haven't played Xbox really since, and I'm sad. Yeah. It's been 2009 since that shit happened. Damn. I'm sad. I remember it's an escape, man. It is, but you know what? I really don't have that time because I'll be yeah. shooting, go here, got to edit, let's do this. So going back to the football i know i'm going all over the place but yeah, we go uh, everywhere so it's like all right use utep playing Ooh, I'm playing at the university of texas at austin nice it's like can we get credentials for that so we go we do that boom we get approved all right let's, let's try to do this i had i was traveling for the day job and had some hotel points so i was like all right, i'm gonna go so i talked to a couple of my other friends like, hey you're gonna make the trip and they're like oh, i don't know i was like i got a hotel i got enough points for got a hotel that's covered. Just bring some money for gas and then whatever you plan on, on spending for food. So they're down. We all got that. We're going to make the trip. So my day job just didn't let me go out. We wanted to get there a day before. 
but they they're like, no, you can't leave till after five. So I was like, uh, fucking haters, man. Right. No, uh, <laughs> I get it, but no, no, I but so we didn't leave El Paso, and I told uh, Armando and it, his reporter was going with us as well, Lalo. I was like, I'm not gonna leave till about like six, six thirty. So it's like a nine-hour drive. So I go, we're, we're gonna get there like at two o'clock in the morning. But we get there, sleep a couple hours, games at three, wake up, go eat some breakfast or lunch, and then go to the stadium, walk around. So yeah, sure enough, we left six o'clock and we went, cruised it. I don't, I don't drive fast. They'll call me a grandpa, but uh, we this cruise one too. <laughs> <laughs> go fast, drive safe. Well, especially at night, because there's that one part when you're going through Fredericksburg and you know some deer are gonna freaking go across. Yeah. Um, and now we made that trip, got there in the wee early of the morning. Um, Woke up, uh, went to go pick up our credentials. Uh, it was at the baseball stadium, so we walked around. Shout out to Q. Saw his name up in, up in the little rafters there. At oh, the nice. UT Austin. And then you walk, you walk into that stadium because media. Luckily, we get you know some good parking. You know, yeah. we have to park way down yonder. But you walk into that, towards that stadium, and you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah, this thing. UTEP's big, right? Tip holds 54,000, 54, right? Yeah. Very nice. It's in a mountain, right? You go to UT Austin, they hold 105, mm-hmm. right? And you're looking up, you're just like, damn. And it was hot, too. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hot day. Yeah. But walking there, you're like, all right. You know, just – and, and Armando, I don't think it went – he shot you, you, uh, Texas when they came to El Paso, but he never gone out there. So just experiencing that. At a media level, you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, go to the press box, and name was up there, and you see it at Andres Acosta, El Paso, Hair Post. You're like, all right, cool, and food, and Ricky Williams, and sure enough, um, uh, Earl Campbell was there on the sideline. Nice. Um, Kevin Durant was. Yeah. Um, they were actually honoring him. Uh, and you see you see all that, and you're on that stadium. Uh, luckily, at that time, it was the Jones brothers were there, and, and – uh, Aaron had a good game, um, ran ran on those boys, but UT's UT, and just we just couldn't hold up. And but the experience was just great. Yeah, you know, it brought me back. That's I guess that's to go back. We played in sports. We're part of an event, and that adrenaline, that high that you get, it's addicting. Yep. You know when when they're coming to see you, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they have nothing to replace that um, photography, especially media photography. I get to do that. I'm not the event, you know. They're not going to see me, but I'm still in that environment. Yeah, you're part. You know, you're part of it, man. You know, getting that credential, getting that access. You know, yeah. you get the best seat in the house. Now you still have to bust your ass, work on your craft to get your shots, because you know we're still, we're still, um, you're there on a working purpose. You yeah. Know? Even though we're big fans and everything, we can't cheer on the sideline. Well, you know how many people would have quit as soon as they said, "Well, you can't get out of work till five, or you got to make the drive and you got to pay for your hotel." See, and I did people that, I did, been out. I, I, you know, I did that on my own because I'm like, you know what? People are like, oh, well, they're not paying for this. I know like, we're still up and coming, but shit, I get to shoot at the University of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's a, what's a hundred something dollars for the hotel? Yeah. Luckily, I had the points. I mean, that's a that's a mindset though that so many yeah. people don't have. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, mine's like, hmm, can we do it? My thing is, give me the access, and we'll find a way to get there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it, it's. It's crazy what you can do when you plan it out. I mean, sometimes you have to do it like you have no time to plan, but like, call an audible. I guess that's growing up, you know, being a quarterback and linebacker, you got to learn how to adapt. You got to learn all the key components of the thing. And I've been able to, 
you know, kind of do that. Um, but when you do that, man, sometimes that's when the best stuff oh, comes Oh, the best out. stuff happens. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's better when you plan. No, no. <laughs> he doesn't like to plan for She's anything. She's a planner. No, no, no. You plan, but be, be willing to call an audible and adjust. His plan is to call an audible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody that knows me well knows that I just it makes shoot me so from the crazy. hip, man. Well, you can still shoot from the hip, but still make sure you know what bullets you're taking and how many bullets yeah. you're going to take. He's like, I just want to go to that place. And I'm like, okay, where are you going to stay? I don't know. How are you going to get there? We'll I don't know. figure it out. <laughs> no, no. This is, this, is, this is where it can help you out. On the, I know you're shoot from the hip mentality, but here's where you can make it, make it um, a lot better. I'll, I'll give you two examples. We're good on time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We got plenty um, of time. So two examples. So my brother and I, well, you know me, we're Steeler fans, right? And the biggest uh, I'm thing. I'm sorry for you. You know, you can be sorry. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> six rings, that's all I got to say. But we've always gotten people say, you're not a true fan until you go watch a game in the stadium. Yeah. Right? Now, we went to Three Rivers when it was open back in the day, right? You know, military brat. But we're like, all right, let's plan a trip. So we finally said, screw it, let's do it. Research looked for tickets, right? Originally, my brother's like, no, we'll get a $100 ticket, we'll be over here. I've been kind of jaded by being in the media and shooting from the sideline. I really don't want to sit my ass up way <laughs> over there, right? No, I can't get a media. I've been trying to get a media credential for the NFL, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. But, but I'm like, Ugh. And I told him, I was like, dude, I really don't want to. I go, say we're paying $100 and we're sitting upper deck. I go, let's look how much seats closer are, even if it's a couple more hundred bucks, but we're right freaking there. Yeah. So we do that and we find now it's three of us, my nephew, my brother, and myself. So we find some tickets, second row, 15-yard line, Steeler side, okay, where they come out in the tunnel. They're $400 a pop, right? And you're like, ah, oh, 400 Well, that's kind of... Well, the other ones were 140 upper deck, okay? We don't know when the next time we're going to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right? How much do we spend? Well, me. How much do I spend at freaking Whataburger on a week or a week, two weeks? That's Switch that to ramen. That's going to pay help, <laughs> pay, help pay for my, my ticket there because we don't know where we're going to be. But we're, sec- we're talking second row seats one, two, and three, right? It's a Ooh. lifetime experience. So man. we're like, all right, my brother's like, book it i was like you know all right cool i was like let's uh let's do the package so we did the southwest one got the hotel the flight the rent a car i was like well what's i know they do tours so i started researching boom tour was only 15 bucks this is the day before the games it's on so we booked the tour for saturday unlike jerry world where it's like 75 but i'll give jerry gotta make that money make that money he may but yeah i'll give him if you're gonna do the tour cowboy fans right do it the day before the game because they have a thing called it's like a rally whatever well i don't know this year but but they have the the dallas cowboy rhythm and blues dancers performing they have the cheerleaders out there they have the mascots they have games uh going on on the field right that you can partake in so you do the whole tour and everything and all that but there's all that other stuff going on on other days it's not you just do your tours or whatever walk on the field take your pictures and voila no this one they have the cheerleaders there you can buy the photos with them or um the, the dancers and, and and pictures with what's his name rowdy or whatever but it's cool it's a cool experience the day before the game they only do it the day before the game on, yeah. uh, on the tours so pittsburgh is 15 dollars. so we're like all right cool let's uh uh let's do that so we you know 
planned it out, right? So our thing was, all right, we're going to fly in Friday night, right, to Pittsburgh. Um, go eat at the Jerome Bettis restaurant because it's right down the street. And then Saturday, we're going to do the tour. And then we're going to hit up the swap meets because, you know, all these in Texas here. There's all <laughs> a bunch of cowboy stuff here. We're like, we're going to go. We're going to get our p- terrible towel in Pittsburgh, and we're going to get our jerseys in Pittsburgh. That was yeah. our goal. All right? So we fly in. We're excited. And um, we're like big, big kids, you know, on, on Christmas. So we fly in Friday night, get there. They're actually doing the their version of the Hall of Fame there, first first ever. So yeah. we get there, and we, we knew we weren't going to make it in time. But we're like, let's still just drive to the stadium. So we drive to the stadium, find parking, and it's just finishing. So we're walking, and my brother's, my brother's, you know, he's very vocal. So he's, woo, yeah, here we go. We're nobody out in the freaking street, really. <laughs> and a guy walks, he's walking around the corner, and my brother's just like, yeah. He's like, first time here? He's like, yeah, for, well, at this stadium, he's like, we're from Texas. Uh, we came when we were little to Three Rivers. You know, we're just here for the game. He's like, woo, here we go. And the guy's like, oh, that's so cool. So we start walking a little bit. He's like, hey, come back. Because he was parked right there on, this, on the street. He's like, here, welcome to Pittsburgh. And he throws us three terrible towels that he just came from the the Hall of Fame event. And we're like, oh, he's like, welcome to Pittsburgh. Enjoy yourself. We're like, are you sure? He's nice. like, yeah, man. He's all, my brother, happy. We're waving that shit. Yeah. So we're walking. We're, I mean, it's it's. There's nothing really going on outside, but we're walking around the stadium. Walk to the other side, and it's the press entrance. And my brother's like, go, go, go in front. Take a picture. Take a picture with that. <laughs> so go and take a front. Says you know, media entrance or whatever. And so people start walking from behind. My brother's like, oh, shit. And so he goes around the corner. Because remember, the stadium's in a square, right? And uh, and we go to the side, and out pops Rod Woodson and Dermani Dawson. Oh, shit. Right? So so uh, um, my brother goes like, he's like, excuse me, uh, Mr. Woodson and Mr. Dawson, do you mind if we take a picture? And now I have my camera with a small lens. And they're like, yeah, no, no, that's cool, that's cool. Security's like, all right. And so I take a picture of them there, boom, boom. And then the security's like, you want to get a picture too? It's like, yeah, sure. So Fuck we get yeah. that. So you got two Hall of Famers right there, right? And we get that snapshot, right? And we're like, shit, my brother's he's happy. We're just happy. I got my straight out of Chuko t-shirt. And, you know. yeah. <laughs> so already within the first hour and a half of landing in Pittsburgh, we got free terrible towels from the stadium. We got to meet two Hall of Famers, right? So we walked to the front where the the ketchup bottles are right um big Hinesfield. that's where they have the new uh, hall of fame thing and so we're walking my brother's happy you know uh waving the towel and people are leaving so you see merrill hodge go right and then there's a couple walking in my brother's like yeah here we go and they're like hey where are you guys from now we're from texas we're in town blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's so cool um and my brother's like let's get a picture and so we take a selfie with them and then another group of four people come and same thing and and I guess one of their family members, one of the guys that got in, uh, introduced into the Hall of Fame, he had passed away. And so we're like, yeah, we're here um, from Texas and everything. They're like, that is so cool to see. They're like, here, you guys can have these. So the fr- the little, it's like a nice frame with the four photos that they gave to each attendee. They gave us theirs yeah. on that, right? So we're like, oh, shit. We're like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, man, enjoy. Here we go, Steelers. So we took a big thing like that. So our brother's waving the towel. And an Escalade starts driving near us, and he starts going like this. And my brother's just like, Whew. and I go, and I was like, dude, that's Mr. Rooney right there. And, yeah, he was driving out like that. Um, so we saw Mr. Rooney right there. He didn't stop, but at least we got those Hall of Fame pictures, the terrible towel, um, 
and uh and the uh, just the experience right there. I went to the Jerome Bettis restaurant. So the next day we go for the tour. All because they planned. Planned, right? So planned. This is the first, like I said, we just land, landed in this thing, right? And second day tour is at 10, right? So we get there, um, do the tour. It's beautiful. I mean, they didn't let us get on the field because it's the day before. Yeah. Because remember, unlike uh, Dallas, we play on real grass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they had it. They had it uh, blocked off. But you no, know, we get to take pictures of inside everywhere, do our stuff. Jersey time, right? My brother's like, time to get our jerseys. Are like, looking at the price. I'm like, some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And they just came out with the the throwbacks, not the bumblebees, but they had the block letters. Right? Yeah. They didn't have the logo. So I was like, let's get them. No fuck it. We're in Pittsburgh. Gonna get our jersey from Pittsburgh. Fuck it. So did uh, he got Ben and I got AB, right? <laughs> but still great. And he's cool. He's got the medallion. But you know, we had our jersey. So we go down the street. We're like, well, where see where there's any memorabilia stuff? Because we we bought some stuff there at the gift shop, but it's expensive. So we went over there and it's like another s- store, and they had a bunch of stuff. So we started getting our stuff. All right, because we always try to bring something back you know, to our friends or whatever, it's little souvenirs. <laughs> so we go and um, at the very end by the checkout, they had these gold chains, plastic ones, right? Yeah. Big ones. And my brother's like, look, because he, first he had the beads. And he's all, look, these are chain gang. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And so we each, three of us got a big ass fucking uh, <laughs> um, gold chain <laughs> right so we're like we're, we're gonna we're gonna wear this shit uh, uh, on game day um, and I actually have that picture um, check it out so we had the jerseys and then we had the, the thing like that <laughs> that's right? badass right so <laughs> like I said game day experience we knew uh, um, that's gonna make us stand out they took pictures of us on there like I said, just planning. You know, we went yeah. out there, got our stuff, had a great, great time, but it was all planned out, you know, officially. I'm telling you, if it wasn't planned, you probably would have ended up on the field. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't have. No, we wouldn't have. I, I'm just kidding. And then in a quick other side note on that, too, second trip, but this one's even better. So Aaron obviously plays for the Green Bay Packers, um, and his brother. Aaron, uh, Jones, Aaron Jones, for those of y'all that don't know. <laughs> great uh, running sh- back shout at Utah. Shout, shout out to Showtime. Um so he's playing for the Packers, and his brother at the time was playing for the Ravens. And, well, preseason, I looked at the schedules like, some bitch. Ravens versus Packers. I was like, in Baltimore. So, all right, let's try to get a credential. If not, let's, let's make, a, make a trip of it. Um, so originally we're going to – the game's on a Thursday. So we're originally going to fly in Wednesday, eat, go to game Thursday, fly back Friday. And we're, oh, sorry. Sorry, going back. So after the Steeler game, right – uh, we used to live in Ohio, so everything's so close on the East Coast. Um, it was a Sunday night game, so we knew we weren't going to get home, go back to the hotel till like, midnight, right? Yeah. My brother's like, hey, check out far, see how far the Hall of Fame is, right? I was like, well, all right, let me take a look. It was a couple hours, right? And he's all, what if in the morning, because our flight the next day on Monday night was not till 5 p.m. He's like, what if... What if we take a trip in the morning and we go to the Hall of Fame? I was like, we're just going to sacrifice some sleep, but fuck it. Go drive a couple hours. Hall of Fame opens up at 9. They say the tour lasts about three hours. Say we finish at 12. A couple hours, two and a half, three hours to drive back. We can sleep on the plane home. Sure enough, we wake up in the morning, say 6 o'clock, check out. 
make the trip to Canton, take a bunch of pictures, do three hours, got to do the Hall of Fame. People are like, hey, aren't you in Pittsburgh? I'm like, what the hell are you doing in Ohio? <laughs> yeah, shit, we fucking down the road. So yeah. we're here, here to Alamo and shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just that type of stuff, just going to adapt, audible. Yeah. You know, so going to Baltimore, I was like, all right, I told my brother, let's go, because he's my traveling buddy. You know, he's recently divorced a couple of years now, and, you know, he can hang with anybody. So, I'm say I'm working on the field, he can have a party wherever he's at, you know, on the <laughs> sidelines. So, he's happy, and I'm working, and we both, you know, it, it balances out the, the travel budget, and and it's cool to take your brother on a trip. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, he's like, you know what? He's all, how far is D.C. in Baltimore? Well, let me check. It's like an hour. So, what about New York? like it's three hours so what if we go to new york what if we get there a couple days early right stay in baltimore and then go visit those other let's go to new york one day and then the next day go to go to dc so i'm down um i got an airbnb shout out to airbnb it was in baltimore it was 60 dollars a night nice right it's like a nice brand new basement um what depends what part of baltimore uh, it, it was <laughs> a, a, a interesting area baltimore's <laughs> scary oh no, no I, I heard yeah we, we when we went to the mcdonald's and the gas station they big old plastic shit you know covering you, you know, before covid you know they had that shit <laughs> yeah. on there yeah i got one of my tattoos in baltimore and i was scared of getting shot while i was getting tattooed <laughs> so we were just in baltimore just but there's some barely. nice parts too right we're just there barely so we flew in that that Monday, tuesday wednesday we flew in Monday night, had dinner uh, at Bubba Gum Shrimp. We ah, the love that place. All right. Well, the, so we got the, the Airbnb for $60 a night. So I think I paid like 200 bucks for the whole trip for room. We weren't going to be there. I mean, just shower, sleep, take a dump, you know, whatever. Yeah. So got, got flew in to Baltimore because obviously from Texas, it's going to be a day flight regardless. Um, woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. I was like, all right, we're going to go to New York. I looked at the company I was at. They had discount tickets for events on some company thing. And um, we found a thing for a tour, boat tour, right there in New York. All right. It was all-inclusive. It had lunch, uh, a three-course lunch. Um, the tour took you to the, uh, the World Trade, the Brooklyn Bridge, the Statue of Liberty, and all the other stuff, right? Um, it was all-inclusive right there. Uh, I think it was like $70 a ticket, all right? So we're like, all right, let's do let's do that. Let's go to New York, do the tour. Um, so like, let's wake up. Let's wake up early. So we drive out, and he's all, Philly's on the way, huh? I was like, yeah, we can go to Philly. He's <laughs> all, let's stop at the Rocky uh, uh, statue. Because yeah. my dad was a big Rocky fan, and and so sure enough, we got to Philly right when the sun was about to rise. There was nobody there, right? I have I travel with a, a penguin. I call him Max. He's my traveling buddy. Um, I took his ass with me there too. People were like, "What? Hell yeah, taking a stuffed animal with me on a, on a trip." <laughs> so we got there, walked up. My brother ran with the Rocky theme song going up the the, the stairs. I ain't running. <laughs> <laughs> took pictures uh, at the where Rocky stood and whatever, and, and then we drove. Continued from that drove to new york because it was only like another hour and a half so we get there um our tour is not till like 11 and it's like 8 30 so my brother's like hey literally there's no parking in new york and people say no there's no dang dang shit in new york so we had to park in this where the pier is we paid like 90 dollars for parking all right Mm -hmm. so he's like we got a couple hours he's all let's walk to world trade 
So it was a long walk. So we're walking, walking, walking. He's like, screw that. Let's, they have bikes here. Let's buy the bikes. And so we got the bikes and we rode to World Trade, Wall Street, came back, yeah. did the tour. The subway's um, the way to go, man. It, that's where we got next. So we're right there and we're like, all right, uh, we're like, Times Square. We asked the, the, the ladies, like, what's the fastest way to go to Times Square? Can we go drive or whatever? She's like, you guys are parked here? I was like, yeah. Walk two blocks. The entrance to the subway uh, is there. Take it two exits and you'll be at Times Square. Like really? So yeah. So Sonia, you remember Sonia Reza? Yeah. Well, she's she lives in New York. So I text her. Um, I was like, Hey, how do we do this subway sh- stuff? She's like, All right, get a metro pass. She's like, Where are you going? She's like, All right, put like uh, twelve, thirteen dollars, and it should be enough for both of you guys to go and come back. So sure enough, we do that. Get the metro car, go in there, literally go up the steps like the Ninja Turtles and shit. You know, <laughs> steam coming up and everything, <laughs> and boom, rain the heart of Times Square. We're like, son bitch. Went, walked around, saw that dude with the, the cowboy, naked cowboy or whatever, and, like, other people um, got our little souvenirs coming back. And we're like, fuck, how do we – right, how which way do we <laughs> go and shit? Don't know where we're at because we go through a different subway entrance. And <laughs> we have to do, is this the way to go back to the pier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, around there. Boom, boom. So my brother, man, it was only two exits last time. We're in fucking stop five. And, well, there's no service and shit, so we go out a little bit. I look. I was like, man, we went the opposite direction, so we had to go back and then oh go God. back like seven. But no, so we're after that, we're like, all right, let's let's go to the Yankee game, all right? So we drove to the Bronx, all right? My brother's a hustler. He's like, here, here's some, like, uh, I think 40 bucks. See what tickets you can get. Comes back with uh, 20 bucks left. We got two tickets uh, up there in the nosebleed. Um, went did walked around did the whole thing had a i was able to take one camera in there with the fisheye and i was able to get because we saw in the upper deck yankee stadium has like the fence on the top mm-hmm. part yeah and i was able to get that with the actual field in it and it was perfect nice so we did that after stayed to about the fifth inning then drove back to baltimore next day booked some tours before at the capitol did the the trip to dc walked everything got our shirts my brother remembers when we went He's like, no, let's not get the shirts at the actual White House thing or whatever. He's like, there's always vendors near the White House, and we're yeah. going there. Sure enough, shirts are five bucks. They had magnets and two for ten, and all. <laughs> so we got all our gear on that. Um, did our trip there, drove back. Uh, game day on Thursday, uh, saw the Jones brothers, uh, and then flew back on Friday. You know, think so. I think we went through four states. You know, yeah. We're like, thought you're going to Baltimore. Oh man, they're like, damn! Do you guys don't rest when you're trip uh, traveling? They're like, no, I can sleep on the plane. Yeah. Like, when we're here, it's let's wake up, let's go shower. Let, why are you gonna? Oh, no. by the time you get out and it's ten o'clock and everything, you already wasted you know a bunch of stuff. It's funny that you say that um, about just kind of doing everything because when we're traveling, he's all about just relaxing. And I'm like, I want to get up and do things. And he's like, no, like, I'm on vacation. I do it because, <laughs> well, and, and it's harder, I mean, obviously with kids and everything, trying to get them ready. But, like, my brother and I was like, let's go shower and let's go. Let's try to see as much shit as we can, you know. The, my So my thing with this is like, yeah, I do want to relax and uh, I want to get my rest. Because I don't want to go somewhere and see something that I've always wanted to see or, you know, something's worth seeing and just be, like, in a bad mood or, like, just. See, well, what's going to put you in a bad mood? We're excited oh. just to fucking be there. It's like, let's do this. Like, all right, cool. All right, audible. Ah, fuck, it's hot. All right, yeah, cool. Let's I get don't that. Know. When I'm sleep deprived, man, anything anything gets on my nerves. See so that. if I go to a baseball game, like if we went to go see the Yankees and I was completely sleep deprived, man, I probably would have fought on the subway. 
You're already mad because of the subway at the Yankees game. Exactly. <laughs> so imagine if I was sleep deprived, we, we so, would have been shanked or something. So I grew up in Tennessee, and naturally, like anyone who lives on the southeast coast ish is like a Braves fan. It's just kind of like the right that you're given when you're born over there. And so when we went to New York, I was like, I would like to go to the Yankee Stadium. I love baseball. He hates it. It's besides the point. But I was like, I would really. <laughs> out of here. Out of here, man. Get, you don't like baseball? Out of here. I was like, yeah. I would I'm really like you, to go to a Yankees game. Mm -hmm. And then inevitably they were playing the Braves in the series at the Yankee Stadium. So I was like, we're going. Even if you don't want to, like I'm going. And you'll just stand there and <laughs> be pissed off. You can go in the bag. Go sit over there with the. With the other well, my whole thing was he drugged me to like the hoodest part of New York. Where do we go? So you could play basketball? Uh, Rucker Park. Yeah. That's Rucker Park. I was like, get out of here. I don't want to be here. Uh. But we went there, and so we went to a Yankees game. And on the subway, so we had a Metro card the whole week we were there. Um, and then just to, like, backtrack a little bit, we go on vacation once a year. It's just the two of us. And then once a year as a family. So we go on, like, adult vacations. And New York City was an adult vacation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we go to the Yankees stadium. And we went early because we knew it was going to be crazy. And the subway was so packed mm -hmm. that, like, people were holding their backpacks, like, arms up over their head because there was no room. Like, we were holding hands, and we got pushed apart to opposite sides of the subway. And, I mean, there was a point, and I'm not really, like, hostile in open situations, but there was a point where the doors opened, and I was like, you will not fucking fit. Do not try to get in the yeah. subway. Stop. Yeah. No, literally pushing That's people out of the door. That's how bad it was. And so at the Yankees – like, at the game, it was about inning seven, and I was like, we got to roll. Like, I'm not yeah. living that life again, trying to get back to the hotel. Because we stayed in, like, the heart of Manhattan in a hotel there when we went. So, right it was a, Central Park, it was a it was long awesome. subway ride that, to get that, back. That's what Sonia told me, too. Like, it, it, it's, I mean, we, like I said, we did the drive. So, we didn't get back to Baltimore to like, say, midnight or, or whatnot, but... No, I mean, it, and we, so we didn't have to experience that. I mean, yeah, we did the subway. It was packed, but we didn't travel everywhere from it like yeah said, we just the subway's in. always packed but it was never like well, it was when we went just to the because yankees it was game. a yankees game like we went from manhattan to to brooklyn or not brooklyn to bronx. uh the bronx mm -hmm. and most most of that subway ride wasn't too bad but the closer you got to yankee stadium more and more people started getting in yeah we, d we drove in and and it was cool we found the Good parking, like, say, on the corner for, like, 40 bucks. Yeah. And you're able to walk by the third base. Because uh, the subway dropped you off, like, yeah, like right there. at the entrance. Yeah. So you just walked off and walked uh, we in. Had, we had the rental, so we, 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 we were good, you know. Yeah. But you know, New York traffic, like, when we're getting in there like from New York, like, we're in the water, and I told my brother, what if this bitch pops? <laughs> I, mean, we're, 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 I mean, we're going through the thing, and what happens if the car breaks down? You know I me, mean? we have the kind of shady, shady cars every once in a while. It just might be, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, you don't want one of those in New York because that shit would be. Oh, yeah. We did. We visited all the boroughs. Yeah. It was nice. It was a that nice thing. It was all unplanned, too. Yeah. The, was, only thing, good. I mean, the only thing that was planned was a Yankee game. Like, getting to New York and the Yankee game. Everything else that we so did. So, I was planned just everything. Like, I planned the hotel, the Metro cards, the the flights, the, the travel from the airport, because we flew into um, into Jersey mm -hmm. and then took a shuttle into Manhattan because it was yeah, cheaper to fly into Jersey. And that's um, what you learned, too. And that's you got to keep it right there. That's and then, I'm telling you, man. But, yeah, everything, he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, just anything. But we, we did so much stuff in that week. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing by planning like that, especially because you can get those deals, dude, and, and it saves you that much. Because so us people are like, how you do it? We bite the bullet early. You pay for the flight and you pay for the hotel. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So you yeah. might be. And then you're stuck. You have to go. <laughs> well, not, not, not even that, but like it's already paid for. So you yeah. bite the bullet, you're eating ramen soups and fucking bean and cheese burritos, right? <laughs> yeah. But as the trip starts leading up, you just save money for your spending because sh- yeah. most of your main stuff's already paid for. You already bit that bullet. You know, we try to plan out when the, si- the schedules come out. All right, what two trips are we going to? Yeah. You know, try to get the best deal on that. Try to get the Airbnb on that. And it, it financially, it helps out tremendously because you're not paying high prices for stuff because you're waiting a day or two before no you yeah. that shit's already paid for well yeah growing up like i went to um a lot of braves games just because it was like a six hour drive from where i'm from in tennessee mm-hmm. so it was close and you said it earlier like everything on the east coast is somewhat close but it's only it only feels that way because you're from texas and it takes like 10 <laughs> hours to get everywhere yeah. Yeah. you've seen that sign beaumont el paso <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. so it's miles. just it's just like the perspective that you have but so I knew going to the game, I was like, I just want to sit really close to the like the wall, but in center field because you can see the whole game from like, and the and the wiring's the not there. So that's like my favorite place to sit. And so we sat right like maybe three rows back from the wall, right in center field, and our tickets were like thirty bucks a piece because yeah. everyone's like, you don't want to sit in the outfield if you don't know baseball. People try to sit like behind the dugouts or behind home plate and i'm like those are the worst like to me those are the worst seats the worst seats but there's this to be cool because you can hear all the chatter yeah so i love the outfield and you're by the like the bars if you drink and by the food vendors and stuff so we got like perfect seats for me and he just kind of like drank and hung out but i was like all into the game like baseball man i'm just not a fan man i don't i don't know i've never but i'm kind of I won't say the same way about football because I can go and enjoy a football game, but he'll be completely in the game, and I'll just be like, "What yeah. people watching?" And <laughs> like, what's she wearing? What the? What that dude doing? <laughs> yep, that's how I am. So uh, it, it's it's like I said, it, it's traveling is so much fun. That's what's if one thing I missed from 2020 is that um, traveling. Yeah, to go to spring training, to go to a football game, and you know, hopefully, you know, one day we'll get to cover an NFL game. Um, but it's just it's so cool to be part of that whole I'm experience. anxious to see how NFL works because for Father's Day I bought him two tickets to the Cowboys and I forgot what the game was but it was on October 11th and they canceled it they said the game's not allowing fans at this time well, so they refunded all the tickets well the Cowboys are going to allow fans but remember it's going to go through a tier process yeah you got your donors your season ticket holders and it's whatever's left yeah. right I know Green Bay's not doing fans for the first two games. Um, neither is Minnesota, because I was talking to Alvin, and because uh, Alvin just flew out to go go be with Aaron, and yeah, so they're they're kind of holding off. But the NFL is going to play, even without fans. I think uh, some stadiums are allowing it. Um, they got they're going to make that money. They got TV contracts, you know, mm-hmm. and people can still watch. I mean, yeah, the fifty-four thousand that can't go to that game that time, but they get more viewership online yeah. so they can still produce that product um for, as for high school and college it's a whole different different beast but the end of the professionals are still gonna they're still gonna do their stuff um they said it's a big business you know, it's a lot a lot of money on there but yeah just traveling i miss that i mean my brother is like damn it 2020 sucks because we're supposed to go ut austin utah's playing ut austin this yeah. year um and obviously it's the week after my birthday because my birthday's ne- no the 14th so they're originally going to play on the 19th but they moved it to the 12th but they're not allowing visiting med- media uh, it's it's like anything so we're like oh no trip that sucks but it is what it is i mean we just we got to adapt and you know hopefully 
this pandemic kind of goes down or i mean it is what it is whatever people's view is but well you got flu season coming up man so i can't well not just that there's a vaccine for the flu too so i mean people still get it yeah you know but i think COVID's about to so this is holly's personal opinion for all of you who disagree but i think COVID's about to go through a gigantic spike over the next few months because yeah. people are gonna think they have the flu when they really have covid mm-hmm. and they're just going to be spreading it and spreading it and spreading it and then we're going to have another gigantic but spike my, but my thing is is the description of what symptoms for covid is like well shit can you even get sick because everything's on there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got diarrhea you got this you got a cough you got a headache you got this uh you look left and you turn right you know it's it's, <laughs> it's like, well, shit. can you breathe it's like yeah. it reminds me of that chris rock uh do you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning <laughs> We got a pill for that too. <laughs> yeah. The so the one separator is uh the loss of taste and, and smell. That too, yeah. That's that's the biggest one. Like people know for sure they have COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean even that uh, uh what is it uh what is that? Acid reflux. Same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional but just hopefully well, I am, and let me tell you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, and let me tell you. No, I'm just kidding. Dude. But, but no, yeah, photography, I've been very, you know, grateful and blessed. It's opened up a lot of doors and got to meet. And all lot. self-taught, huh? Uh, you know, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've learned. I see other people, you know. There was uh, no formal education. Nah, there no was formal go, training I didn't, I didn't or anything like that. I didn't, I didn't go to school for it. Mm-hmm. Um and like you said, going back to like, you know, do I rub elbows with the other photographers? We're kind of like our own little group here. We call ourselves Los Photogs. Um, we're really good friends. Uh, that, that's how you say it, huh? Los Photogs. I, I always thought it was like photo OGs or something like photo, that. Yeah, photo Gs. Yeah. Uh, Los Photogs. Uh, Los Photogs. Photogs. What, yeah. is that? what does that mean? What does it stand for? Just the photographers. Uh, sure. Okay. Know. But, but we, it's because we, we all work for different publications, but we all been at these, these events together. And we just said it just out of being dumbasses, like, no, we're those photogs. Yeah. And, well, other people, when we go, they're like, oh, look, uh, here comes those photogs, right? <laughs> and, it, and it caught on. So we just continued to do that because, I mean, we all work for different publications. Yeah. You got the El Paso Times, El Diario, the Herald Post, the El Paso Inc., uh, Prospector, um, just, just diff- different stuff. And are we competitive with one another? you damn right we are. Um, but are we fearful and like yeah have hate nah i mean we're all there the challenge is to get that shot so right? it's not it's not a cutthroat environment no nah, and i mean we'll be like damn it you got that shot bastard sabotaging you know? each no, other's lenses no no <laughs> nothing like that you know it's just like ah oh, you know you got it but just it pushes us to be better yeah um and the work environment is very you know friendly and it's it's cool because it's not like that at other places either i mean you go and they look oh this is a competition it's like dude even if we're standing next to each other, the shot's still going to be, you know, different. But, yeah. you know, it, it's – we develop that bond and, and, and it's fun, you know. Um, like I said, we push each other to who's going to get that shot, who can get it, who's who's on their A game at that any given day or night. Because, you know, that shot might be on the front page of their publication or if it gets picked up or whatever. But, you know, did you get the one hand to catch like <laughs> that, you know. When you, you get a really good shot, do you see it on your – camera and know like hey this is the money maker or does that come in editing no what 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 we do from from i guess from the professional standpoint where i I guess i can speak for myself mostly but you try to have the the settings dialed in as best as you can right because you don't want to work on it in post and then us for being in media 
we have to transmit really quick. Yeah. Right? It's not, oh, let me take another day and then do that. You're ready. The story's already old. It's already done. Right? With the technology we have now, you can see that shit in an instant, and you can transfer your, to your phone in an instant. Um, and so you try to make sure your settings, you know, like sports are always going to be kind of unpredictable. The lighting's always going to change. You're trying to capture people in movement, right? So that's where having quality gear helps you succeed because low light people are moving you got to have the gear that can can handle that so you try to make sure your settings are good as, as best as you can be and then you just adapt as you go so when you take that shot and you look you're like oh shit so boom hit that select that send the smart device boom and then yeah. it's going there and then in between plays you're like make some minor little tweaks and boom send it off yeah you know it, it, it's it's a challenge and he's like look look i got that shit and they're like damn it so, <laughs> you, so you go and you try to go and move and and, and get and get that shot and by us following these teams you see what their tendencies are us playing the sport you can anticipate um like for aaron i i, I use him as an example a lot but Aaron was always known to break. He can break any run at any given moment, right? His style and everything. So when you shoot him, you really don't want to be from a side view, say, close to the line of scrimmage. Like, you don't. You might get that one shot where he makes that one cut, but then he's off to the races and you got nothing but his back. Yeah. So what I like to do is, like, all right, they're coming over here. All right, I'm going to go, like, 30 yards downfield right and just wait me i'll be I'll, I'll be in an angle here on the sideline or i'll get behind the end zone right sure enough you just follow him and sure enough he breaks it and boom and then now you get all those photos of him coming at you yeah and well he him and like other players they see the cameras and they know where to kind of run and you get the, that whole sequence of them just coming right to you and boom you're like yes and that's where you get those those different quality of shots nice. um, if you know the team um is passing a lot you might get some shots at the line of scrimmage, but you know the receivers are always going down deep. You're positioning yourself out there to try to get that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as you start uh, growing the industry and you save up enough money and get some equipment, you can get those longer lenses to do that. Um, can you do it without it? Yes, of course. Um, it's just a little bit harder, but but as you work up, that's that's, that's one thing I'll say to people that want to shoot sports. Like, oh, well, do I need the big expensive equipment? Not necessarily. It helps make your job a lot easier. Yeah. But not everybody has twelve to fifteen thousand dollars for a lens. Shit. <laughs> and people are like, "What?" It's like, just oh the lens. Gosh. Mine is not that much. I have a six hundred, but that I, I got that a, a deal, and that was only like seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. Yeah. But um, it gets me closer. But it, it's it's <laughs> the stuff you see in the NFL and all that. Oh, those bad boys are twelve Gs just for that. The camera body is another six. Do you have do you have people who buy really expensive equipment but are terrible photographers? Mm. You know, like they think they're good because they have expensive equipment. Not necessarily here in this city. Yeah. Maybe in other cities, but it all but it all depends. That that question. There's no uh, general answer for that. It all yeah. depends on what they shoot. Yeah. Um, for us, we have to adapt to a bunch of different stuff because we're not just shooting families. We're not just shooting food. We'll shoot food, we'll shoot concerts, we'll shoot public uh, appearances, we'll shoot um, sports, you'll shoot indoors, outdoors, in the rain, in the snow, in the wind, um, cold at night, you know, hot as hell during the day. So you got to adapt. Yeah. Um, and fashion shows, you know, 
compared to like studio lighting and everything, when you yeah. don't have that access, you better learn. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's action or movement as opposed to posed shots. Or mm-hmm. or and in, and to each drone, some people are not that good at other stuff, and some are really great at that other thing. Find yeah. your niche, and that's the, the best thing about photography. Uh, even if it's with an iPhone, I mean, shit, the best camera you got is the one on you. Yeah. I mean, you don't need the $12,000 camera to take great shots. I mean, you don't. I mean, you can use the iPhone. You can use another phone. Shit, you can use a Polaroid, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I mean, the best camera is the one you got. I mean, and it's what you want to get out of it. Like, I shoot on how I would like to, like for sports. I always wanted to be on a poster, so I kind of frame my shots like that. And it just so happens people like that too. They like the way they look, and yeah. it's like, all right, you know. That's a good way to look at it. Because it is. I mean, I can get a couple shots of the whole stadium on that. But I'm, I'm trying to tell a story. Yeah. And that's what us photographers, we do. You're trying to tell a story. You're trying to show people the v- event or the game through your eyes. Yeah. So that's how you tell it. You know, you want them, when they see the picture, they can see, oh, this dude's running there. Oh, he was really happy on this thing. I mean, yeah, if it's just a wide shot, you're not really telling anything. But it's like, no, tell your story through the words. And they'll, they'll see that. And even without asking. And then if they want to ask, they can click and the caption will be under there. But that, that's the beauty of it. Tell your story through your photos. Yeah. You know, you're, we're, we're storytellers. And you cap- Sometimes it's the, the, the story's tough and it can be insensitive to some, but it's still got to, especially from the, the media world, it's, it's, it's got to be told. Like, for example, just with the whole August 3rd stuff, you know, yeah. we, we, had to, we had to go. You had to, you had to do it. You have to ask those questions. People, oh, you guys are insensitive and blah, blah, blah. These people just, you know, had lost their family. We understand. Yeah. We're, we're we're dealing with this too, but it had it has to be reported. You know, it's it's is it's getting cataloged. It's a moment in history. It's a shitty part of history to be a part of. Um, it's a sad and, and and horrific part, but you you gotta you gotta catalog it. Yeah, and, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, that way it doesn't get lost in time. And yeah. f- for those of you that don't know, we're talking about the El Paso shooting that yeah, took the, place last year. Yeah, the August third one. Uh, that was a that was a crazy one. You, yeah. You, you look and you're like, because we're shooting. I hate using the word shooting, but we're taking photos of the. Uh, we do a digital magazine for the high school football, and um, my colleague Johnny and I were were taking photos of a couple teams, and he gets a text, and they're like, his cousin works at the mall. And she's like, supposedly he was an actor shooter, and blah, blah blah. We're like, what? And I start getting text, and I'm like, is this real? Right? Because you're like, nah, this can't be real. So we text the editor, and he's like, from what we're being told, it's real. Right, like really he's like no it's over there in Cella Vista he's all it's just, we got an actor shooter on our hands like okay um, coaches call and other parents are like no we, they don't want to send their parents out and whatever so we're like alright this thing's legit um, so obviously us media alright get your gear let's go so you were there taking pictures well afterwards I mean I got there after maybe like an hour or so afterwards so we finally get there we park out there and ponder right there by Hooters because the media center's right there at, uh, at across the street from Hooters, right? Uh, like right next to the bus station. So we had to park at Ponder, walk across. Well, as we're walking right at the lights, there's they have caution tape and everything, and there's a vehicle. Didn't think anything of it. My friend Johnny did. He's like, hey, didn't they say the suspect's vehicle was a gray small car? I was like, yeah, why? He's all, look. And we look, and we're like, oh, shit. This is a fucking gray car right there in the corner at the at the lights so 
um, ends up being that was that was his car. Um, and so we go there. We're taking pictures, and they're doing the press conferences there. Everything's still new. You got SWAT and all the other stuff there. My friend Armando from El Diario just happened to be in the parking lot that morning. He was going shopping right there at Sam's. Fuck. Right? Like, literally, it was in the morning. He's getting out. He's walking, and people are running towards him. And people are, you know, ble- bleeding and, and whatnot. His reaction, I mean, because he, he wasn't there working, but, like, his reaction is, like, he gets it on, you know, video. Like, what the heck's going on? And, yeah, he just starts seeing, and there's bodies and blood, and, and pe- you know, everybody starts going. And this is like literally right when it when it when it when it happened. And um, uh, I text him after like, "Hey, are you going to the thing?" He's all, he's all, "Yeah, I'll be there on my home right now." I was like, "All right." And so he gets there, and I was like, "It's crazy, huh?" He's like, "Dude, I was in the parking lot." I was like, "What?" He's all, "Yeah, I was, people were running and everything." He's all, "I got it on video." I was like, "What?" So no, no. He's all, "I just." instinct just first thing is something happens you just, just you just you just catalog i mean that's just how we i guess we're we're wired now anything happens you're just all right let's do it yeah and i mean because he was he was he was still shook up like i mean he still shook up you know to this day just just seeing all that but it's crazy and and yeah seeing that video you're like oh shit you know it, it was it was it was changing for everybody i yeah. mean i had a my friend uh candlelight her husband was the second uh ambulance on the scene and then you know just asking uh, do we didn't get into you know depth of it but he's like you have to walk in there he's like yep so you got to walk in there you got to check who's still alive you got you see the scene he's all it's worse than any murder scene that that you think on the movies phones are ringing on these people because people are trying to yeah can't answer it you know fuck that's horrible man and you're like you're like is the shooter still in there because it's still an active scene right just it's it was, it was a crazy part of life and you know having to catalog that as a media member it's it's sucked just <laughs> no hands or butts you hate you hated going to go cover that in the prince conference and the rally and and then you see the other side of people trying to um i guess i hate i hate to say it but you know like promote their stuff or yeah you want to interview me you, you want to interview me I was like no nah, i'm good and they'll go to the next person. Hey, do you want to interview me? Hey, do you want, are you here for the cause? Or are you trying to get your 15 seconds of fame? Yeah. You see that. And, and I think that's what puts a bad light on the media. Because a lot of people are, oh, we need some action. Or we need something. They, they, they interview those people. But yeah. it's just crazy. But, yeah, August 3rd, that was a crazy, crazy, shitty day. Yep. But. I remember hearing uh, about it in San Angelo. It was you don't think like what you're like why an actor shooter and as the numbers start going no it says ten like ten people you're like no it's seven, seventeen you're like what you're like yeah no nah, you can't be it, it can happen man it can happen it can happen but uh, it's shit like that that's why I carry <laughs> all right that's a whole another whole another whole another story but yeah like I said photography wise it's it's been fun it's 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 a, a challenge it's exciting. Is that where your nickname came from? Ace, you know, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to bring up the old name. Um, oh, <sighs> no. <laughs> so I used to be called Ducks, all right? Yeah. And it's it's not even the proper way. I mean, it's duck, you know, but ducks. So yeah. it took plural, me for, Plural. Plural, right? And it's it took me forever to get that name. I mean, I was cool with the name, but when people knew me only as Ducks, 
like people's parents knew me as Doug. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going to a party with, with with Andy. Who's Andy? I don't know Andy. Can't go with Andy. We're going with Ducks. Oh, okay. Have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Even for the point where my mom put go duck in the, the football program. I was like, mom, take that. Oh, man. <laughs> take that off. But so I, I didn't like that name. And Andy's a very common name. So it was under yeah. S. And me just, you know, being like a weirdo that I am, I was like, let's create, a, let's create an alias. It's like. Ace, I like that name, Ace. Yeah, my name is Ace. So I started telling people, "Call me Ace, call me Ace," and then my brother would call me Ace. And and then when I'll do my signature for the photos, photos by Andres Acosta is too freaking long. <laughs> 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 it just doesn't roll off the tongue that easy. And I was like, "Photos by Ace." Like, yeah, that sounds sounds cool right there. And then it's stuck and just branding that. So now people, they you've turned it into a business, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's people. Are your name's Andy? What the fuck? And it's like, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's Andy, yeah. but it's uh, it's cool. It's a different, it's a different thing, you yeah. know. Your it's your old nickname, man. I didn't, I never knew like you took offense to it or you were uncomfortable with it. What you on the ducks? Yeah, not offense. I was just like, ugh. I mean, it was cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was cool, but that I wouldn't say like offense, but I was just like tired of people knowing me as ducks. Yeah. Like ducks, and then having to explain the damn story. <laughs> Everybody thought because when I I was playing quarterback and I got hit and the ball went crack crack crack. But you know, but the original name coming from even though people nah that's not where it is. I shaved my head bald, right? And Neto in class, he's like, man, back your head, you look like a damn duck. Call you ducks, right? And that's where it was. And then they had to play the game, I think, a week or two later. And I got hit while I was throwing. And quack, quack, quack. And that's where I thought the, came, the no, name was, came from. Was, you know, I shaved my head. And the back of the hip, my head was uh, <laughs> looked, looked like a damn duck. But, but, yeah, oh, man. It's, it's you talk about Mexicans playing to your insecurities. <laughs> it is. Thick skin. That's what well, yeah. growing up in Socorro. I mean, it, it's you got to. You got to. I mean, it, But it makes you – could we have been cruel at times? Yeah. But, I mean – of growing up you can't be sensitive yeah. nowadays like, oh, you made fun of me didn't it? all right make fun of him back i mean just don't be <laughs> brutal i mean like i don't know it's just different ages now I mean, yeah it's, it's different times i mean if you weren't if you're not getting clowned on are you even really friends you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean in all honesty it's like yeah i mean like somebody's being tonight it's like fuck's wrong with you man it's like it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like you don't drink white claws right no, no. Right, see see yeah. george say white claws and see but like shit like that you know yeah but that, yeah not yet my my credit score hasn't hit 800 <laughs> so i can't <laughs> no, but scared. hers has <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right <laughs> damn see i need it's the only reason mine's in the green I, 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 you need to find me a sugar woman on that one <laughs> hey ladies you can hit me up no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> you get free photos no i'm just kidding and we're saying that because my wife is white <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bring that up. It's not a racial thing. I'm just saying she has. A, I'm not looking at colors. I'm looking at credit scores. <laughs> <laughs> she in the green up there. Yeah. All right. No. But I just lucked out. You lucked out. That's all good. See, you got to get one from Tennessee. Try yeah. to find that yeah. shit in El Paso. You, both of y'all, we we sitting in the low 500. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man. Parents be putting credit card in your names at the age of 11 and shit. Yep. You but sure right. But uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up, man. We're already I know, close I to two hours, and I know you got some more shit to do. Yeah, I got. Uh, I'm on vacay, bro. Yeah, I'm vacay. <laughs> you know, I, even on vacay, I'm still working. Yeah, it, it's it's grinding, man. That's how you got to where you at. Hey, photography life. You know, we were the weekends don't happen. That's when shit happens on the weekends. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of used to it because of the bar business. Yeah, you know, we worked all the holidays. You ain't off. You're yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. 
yeah. think for four years I didn't have a Saturday off. You know, oh like, man, I know that life. And it's it's a uh, but I mean I couldn't complain. You know, it was a nightlife and pretty pretty ladies and <laughs> and then I went to the plumbing business. I go I went from girls dancing on top of the bar tops to working with plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Ass cracks all day. <laughs> well, not not that just that. Well, I mean, not not they're just buying the stuff. But yeah, going all for a stable income and a four hundred one k. Yeah, they but got you. They got me. But now I'm back. I'm in doing photography full time now, and it's uh, it's good. It's challenging, especially now during the whole pandemic. Yeah. But, but we'll be all right. We'll we'll, we'll make it through. Hopefully. To if tell not, tell everybody where where you want them to find you. Um, you can find me. Where am I at? Uh, got facebook instagram under uh photos by aces or the t- the talk show taco tuesdays with ace um i gotta thank uh david and katie here for letting us broadcast out of the downtown spaces here in el paso this place um, is nice it's nice it's nice it's uh um it's great for small businesses and we're actually recording in the podcast room, um, so. And I feel professional as fuck in here. Man. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. We might not know what we're doing, but we look sound professional as fuck. Yeah, I, I, we I, were walking in. I was like, I fucking made it, man. <laughs> so we in got escorted in. Right, they, got, they got escorted in. Or we're here to. Uh, how did you announce me? We're here to see Andy or Ace. No, he opened the door and he said, "Are you here for the podcast?" Just kidding. I see your shirt. Yeah, (laughs) I I didn't even get a word in before they're like, "We know what you're here for." Come on down, right? It's good to get escorted out. It's like, all right, come on down. (laughs) Fancy thermometer you guys have? They're like, just walk right there and it'll tell us your temperature. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, they put a battery in that shit already. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Shout out to Abby uh, for that. See, David and Katie, they're doing their job up there. But now it's it's. Like I said, you can find me on that Instagram. Um, check out the El Paso Herald post. You can see all the sports stuff and everything we're doing on there. Um, like I said, it's uh, it's been this was fun, man. It's yeah. Crazy being on the other side. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. I hope These I didn't bore. Fun. I hope I didn't bore you guys with my my stories, but no, you know, I, I just hate the Steelers, but it's okay. You know, a lot I'm people, just kidding. I ain't a lot of people no hate, hate on them. greatness, man. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they hate on great things. You know, like no. I said, Cowboys. That's 1995. My nephew was barely being born when that shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's know. all good, man. One day we'll get there. Like it's said, all Madden, good. Madden 21. You can, you can do it. <laughs> it can happen. I've been doing it since uh, 1999, man. <laughs> Shout out to Madden, even <laughs> though he's making some money, not even have to produce that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but dude, this was really a lot of fun, and getting to catch up with you again. It is. Uh, again, it, feel, it doesn't feel like it. Eleven years has passed since the last time we spoke. Shit, it doesn't feel uh, like since we graduated in two thousand two. Yeah, man. Shout out so. to Soco Loco at two thousand two. Soco Loco. Hey, do you have, before you end, do you even have your class shirt still? I got into this conversation with. Uh, I, I don't, man. I've 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 gotten rid of a lot of my shirts. If you have your old, if ask your mom if she has the old football ones, because yeah. I want to try to remake those. Um, shout out to Alfred Gomez. He still had his class shirt. Really? So I, I using my little technology skills that I learned over, yeah. I got the graphics now. So I think we might have to do a little reprint of our class shirts, but making them in a fluffy size because <laughs> we ain't wearing larges and extra larges anymore. But <laughs> so anybody that's listening, if y'all want a, a class of 2002 shirt, yeah. up, we can we can make some. If not, you got to get some of the Tell Me Something podcast there. They got their their own shirts. Hell yeah, we came prepared with the shirts, man. You know me, still a wrestling fan. Dude, oh, I saw it. It made me smile. The Stone Cold shirt. Stone Cold. Yeah. Throwback. Stone Cold. 
Stone Cold stunned the shit out of somebody. <laughs> For sure. We did the Stone Cold stunners at my house. Yeah. It's a whole nother, it's another it's, episode on that. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was no beer, so it's like, what else can we do? Well, let's fucking wrestle. <laughs> wrestle. Threw matches all over, jumping off the freaking um, banisters. And oh, my. That's, that's where I got a concussion. Fucking Unofficially, okay? We're just saying <laughs> that. Unofficial. Uh, Jesse powerbombed my ass, and my body hit the mattress, but my head hit the ground. <laughs> We're still learning the whole techniques to tuck your chin and, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse said that, good. too. He's like, yeah, I knew when I wanted to play professional, but I better stop this wrestling shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, it's a pleasure pleasure to finally meet you in person. Yes, definitely. And, and, and what were you with, sir? I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a great thing that you guys are doing. So everybody, if you're tuning in now, share the word. Like I said, the best promotion is, you know, you guys hitting that share button. Yeah. Um, organically. Um, like I said, so good to see you, man. Shout out to your family. Got to meet the kids one of these days. Yeah. Um, and see this horse riding and gymnastics. Oh, yeah. that's great, man. It's we we post videos on Facebook every once in a while. What's Facebook? I don't know what Facebook is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, it was definitely good being here. Thanks for having me on your podcast, and thanks for joining us on ours. Uh, hopefully this uh, goes around and – and all the Soko Loco picks it up. Right, Soko Loco. I know, it's, I know it's long. I know it's long. It's a couple hours. But yeah, it's all good, man. Everything's bigger in Texas, folks. That's yeah. all I got to say on that. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. For everybody listening out there, Tell Me Something Podcast, reach out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we got some stuff on YouTube. Um, just type in Tell Me Something Podcast and we'll pop up. Subscribe. Um, like everything that we have and get a Twitter account yeah, <laughs> <Just saying anything>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pass it out to your homies like a mixtape right uh, mixtape uh, and then, don't worry on the next episode we're going to talk about Robville oh they ain't ready for that they but let's ready. do they it <laughs> we're going to do that so stay tuned uh, in the future episode we're going to talk about Robville hell yeah we'll bring that up man the rap career of Mr. <laughs> Villanueva. Do you know about that one? I do. Ah, that girl. <laughs> you got to keep her, buddy. You she's she's heard some of the songs. It's all, all right. good. That's crazy. So uh, stay tuned for that one. Now it's going to be explicit, though. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Babes. All right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scout. All right, everybody. We'll see you all later. See ya.